Section 11 of Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 7, by Giorgio Vasari, translation by Gaston de C. Devere. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Rita Boutros. Bacchio Bandinelli, Sculptor of Florence, Part 6. At this same time, which was in the year 1554, there came from Rome, where he had been working for Pope Julius III, Giorgio Vasari of Arezzo, in order to serve His Excellency in many works that he was intending to execute, and in particular to decorate the palace on the piazza, and to renovate it with new constructions, and to finish the great hall as he was afterwards seen to do. In the following year, Giorgio Vasari summoned from Rome and engaged in the Duke's service the sculptor Bartolomeo Amanati, to the end that he might execute the other façade in the above-named hall, opposite to the audience chamber begun by Bacchio, and a fountain in the centre of that façade. And a beginning was straightway made with executing a part of the statues that were to go into that work. Bacchio, perceiving that the Duke was employing others, recognized that he did not wish to use his services any longer, at which, feeling great displeasure and vexation, he had become so strange and so irritable that no one could have any dealings with him, either in his house or out of it and to his son Clemente he behaved very strangely, keeping him in want of everything. For this reason Clemente, who had made a large head of his excellency in clay, in order to execute it in marble for the statue of the audience chamber, sought leave of the duke to depart and go to Rome on account of his father's strangeness, and the duke said that he would not fail him. Bacchio, at the departure of Clemente, who had asked leave of him, would not give him anything, although the young man had been a great help to him in Florence, and, indeed, Bacchio's right hand in every matter. Nevertheless, he thought nothing of getting rid of him. The young man, having arrived in Rome at an unfavorable season, died in the same year both from overstudy and from wild living, leaving in Florence an example of his handiwork in an almost finished head of Duke Cosimo in marble, which is very beautiful, and was afterwards placed by Bacchio over the principal door of his house in the Via de Genori. Clemente also left well advanced a dead Christ, who is supported by Nicodemus, which Nicodemus is a portrait from life of Bacchio, and these statues, which are passing good, Bacchio set up in the church of the Servites, as we shall relate in the proper place. The death of Clemente was a very great loss to Bacchio and to art, and Bandinelli recognized this after he was dead. Bacchio uncovered the altar of Santa Maria del Fiore, and the statue of God the Father was criticized. The altar has remained as was described above, nor has anything more been done to it since, but the work of the choir has been continued. Many years before, there had been quarried at Carrara a great block of marble, ten braccia and a half in height, and five braccia in width, of which, having received notice, 
Vacchio rode to Carrara and made a contract for it with him to whom it belonged, giving him fifty crowns as earnest money. He then returned to Florence, and so pestered the Duke that, by the favour of the Duchess, he obtained the commission to make from it a giant, which was to be placed in the piazza, at the corner where the lion was, on which spot was to be made a great fountain to spout water, in the middle of which was to be a Neptune in his chariot, drawn by sea-horses, and this figure was to be carved out of the above-mentioned block of marble. For this figure Bacchio made more than one model, and showed them to his excellency. But the matter stood thus without anything more being done until the year 1559, at which time the owner of the marble, having come from Carrara, asked to be paid the rest of the money, saying that otherwise he would give back the fifty crowns and break it into several pieces in order to sell it, since he had received many offers orders were given by the duke to giorgio vasari that he should have the marble paid for which having been heard throughout the world of art and also that the duke had not yet made a free gift of the marble to bacchio benvenuto and likewise amenati bestirring themselves each besought the duke that he should be allowed to make a model in competition with bacchio and that his excellency should deign to give the marble to him who had shown the greatest ability in his model the duke did not deny to either of them the right to make a model or deprive them of the hope that he who should acquit himself the best might be chosen to execute the statue his Excellency knew that in ability, judgment, and design, Bacchio was still better than any of the sculptors who were in his service, if only he would consent to take pains, and he welcomed this competition in order to incite Bacchio to acquit himself better and to do the most that he could. Bandinelli, having seen this competition on his shoulders, was greatly troubled by it, fearing the loss of the duke's favour more than any other thing, and once more he set himself to making models. He was most assiduous in waiting on the duchess, and so wrought upon her that he obtained leave to go to Carrara in order to make arrangements for having the marble brought to Florence, Having arrived in Carrara, he had the marble so reduced in size, as he had planned to do, that he made it a sorry thing, and robbed both himself and the others of a noble opportunity, and of the hope of ever making from it a beautiful and magnificent work. On returning to Florence there was a long contention between Benvenuto and him, Benvenuto saying to the duke that Bacchio had spoilt the marble before it had been assigned to him. Finally the duchess so went to work that the marble became Bacchio's, and orders were given that it should be taken from Carrara to the seashore and a boat was made ready with the proper appliances, which was to convey it up the Arno as far as Signa. Bacchio also caused a room to be built up in the loggia of the piazza, wherein to work at the marble. 
in the meantime he had set his hand to executing cartoons in order to have some pictures painted which were to adorn the apartments of the pitti palace these pictures were painted by a young man called andrea Dalminga, who handled color passing well the stories painted in the pictures were the creation of adam and eve and their expulsion from paradise by the angel a noah and a moses with the tables which finished he then presented them to the duchess seeking to obtain her favor in his difficulties and contentions and in truth if it had not been for that lady who loved him for his abilities and held him on his feet bacchio would have fallen headlong down and would have lost completely the favor of the duke the duchess also made much use of bacchio in the pitti garden where she had caused to be constructed a grotto full of tufa and sponge stone formed by the action of water and containing a fountain and for this bacchio had caused his pupil giovanni fancelli to execute in marble a large basin and some goats of the size of life which spout forth water and likewise for a fish-pond after a model made by himself a countryman who is emptying a barrel full of water for these reasons the duchess was constantly helping and favoring bacchio with the duke who finally gave him leave to begin the great model of the neptune on which account he once more sent to rome for vincenzo de rossi who had previously departed from florence with the intention of making him help to execute it while these preparations were in progress bacchio was seized with a desire to finish the statue of the dead christ supported by nicodemus which his son clemente had carried well forward for he had heard that buonarti was finishing one in rome that he had begun to carve from a large block of marble containing five figures which was to be placed on his tomb in santa maria maggiore out of emulation with him bacchio set to work on his group with the greatest assiduity with assistance until he had finished it and meanwhile he was going about among the principal churches of florence seeking for a place where he might set up that work and also make a tomb for himself but for long he found no place for the tomb that could content him until he resolved on a chapel in the church of the servites which belongs to the family of the pazzi the owners of this chapel at the request of the duchess granted the place to bacchio without divesting themselves of the rights of ownership and of the devices of their house that were there and they granted him only this that he should erect an altar of marble and place upon it the statues mentioned above and make his tomb at the foot of it afterwards also he came to an agreement with the friars of that convent with regard to the other matters appertaining to the celebration of mass during this time then bacchio was causing the altar and the marble base to be built in order to place upon it the above-named statues 
and when he had finished it he proposed to lay in that tomb in which he wished to be laid himself together with his wife the bones of his father michelagnolo which at his death he had caused to be placed in a vault in the same church these bones of his father he chose to lay piously in that tomb with his own hands whereupon it happened that either because he felt sorrow and a shock to his mind in handling his father's bones or because he exerted himself too much in transferring those bones with his own hands and in rearranging the marbles or from both reasons together he was so overcome that he felt ill and had to go home and his malady growing daily worse in eight days he died at the age of seventy-two having been up to that time robust and vigorous and without having ever suffered much illness during the whole of his life he was buried with honourable obsequies and laid beside his father's bones in the above-mentioned tomb constructed by himself on which is this epitaph deo optimo maximo bacius bandanel divi jacobiequis sub hac servatoris imagini asse expressa cum jacoba donia uxori quiescit annum fifteen fifty nine he left behind him both sons and daughters who were the heirs to his many possessions in lands houses and money which he bequeathed to them and to the world he left the works in sculpture described by us and designs in great numbers which are in the possession of his family and in our book there are some executed with the pen and with chalk than which it is certain that nothing better could be done the marble for the giant was left more in dispute than ever, because Benvenuto was always about the duke, and wished, in virtue of a little model that he had made, that the duke should give it to him. On the other hand, Amenati, being a sculptor of marbles, and more experienced in such works than Benvenuto, considered for many reasons that this work belonged to him now it happened that giorgio vasari had to go to rome with the cardinal the son of the duke when he went to receive his hat and amenati gave to vasari a little model of wax showing the shape in which he desired to carve that figure from the marble and a piece of wood reproducing the exact proportions the length breadth thickness and inclination from the straight of the marble to the end that giorgio might show them in rome to michelagnolo buonarti and persuade him to declare his opinion in the matter and so move the duke to give him the marble all this giorgio did most willingly and it was the reason that the duke gave orders that an arch should be partitioned off in the loggia of the piazza and that amenati should make a great model as large as the giant was to be having heard this benvenuto rode in a great fury to pisa where the duke was and said to him that he could not suffer that his genius should be trampled under foot by one who was inferior to himself and that he desired to make a great model in competition with amenati in the same place and the duke wishing to pacify him granted him leave to have another arch of the loggia partitioned off 
and caused to be given to him materials for making as he desired a large model in competition with amenati while these masters were engaged in making their models after having made fast their enclosures in such a manner that neither the one nor the other could see what his rival was doing although these enclosures were attached to each other there rose up the flemish sculptor maestro giovan bologna a young man not inferior in ability or in spirit to either of the others this master being in the service of the lord don francesco prince of florence asked his excellency to enable him to make a giant which might serve as a model of the same size as the marble and the prince granted him this favour maestro giovan bologna had as yet no thought of having the giant to execute in marble but he wished at least to display his ability and to make himself known for what he was worth and having received permission from the prince he also began a model in the convent of san croce nor was vincenzo dante the sculptor of perugia a younger man than any of the others willing to fail to compete with these three masters not in the hope of obtaining the marble but in order to demonstrate his spirit and genius and so, having set to work on his own account in the house of Messer Alessandro, the son of Monsignor Ottaviano de Medici, he executed a model good in many parts and as large as the others. The models finished, the Duke went to see those of Amanati and of Benvenuto, and being more pleased with that of Amanati than with that of benvenuto he resolved that amenati should have the marble and make the giant because he was younger than benvenuto and more practised in marble the disposition of the duke was strengthened by giorgio vasari who did many good offices with his excellency for amenati having perceived that in addition to his knowledge he was ready to endure any labour and hoping that from his hands there would issue an excellent work finished in a short time the duke would not at that time see the model of maestro giovan bologna because not having seen any work by him in marble it did not seem to him that he could entrust to that master as his first work so great an undertaking although he heard from many craftsmen and other men of judgment that giovan bologna's model was in many parts better than the others but if Bacchio had been alive, there would not have been all that contention among those masters, because without a doubt it would have fallen to him to make the model of clay and the giant of marble. This work then was snatched from Bacchio by death, but the same circumstance brought him no little glory, in that it revealed by means of those four models, the reason of the making of which was that Bacchio was not alive, how much better were the design judgment and ability of him who placed on the piazza the hercules and cassus as it were living in the marble the excellence of which work has been made evident and brought to light even more by the works that have been executed since bacchio's death by those others who although they have acquitted themselves in a manner worthy of praise have yet not been able to attain to the beauty and excellence that he placed in his work 
afterwards duke cosimo for the marriage of queen joanna of austria his daughter-in-law seven years after the death of bacchio caused the audience chamber in the great hall begun by bacchio of which we have spoken above to be finished and he chose that the head of this work of completion should be giorgio vasari who has sought with all diligence to put right the many defects that would have been in it if it had been continued and finished after the original design followed in the beginning by bacchio thus that imperfect work has now been carried with the help of god to completion and is enriched on its side faces by the addition of niches and pilasters and statues set in their places moreover since it was laid out of rye and out of square we have taken pains to make it even in so far as has been possible and have raised it considerably with a corridor of tuscan columns at the top and as for the statue of leo begun by bacchio his pupil vincenzo di rossi has finished it besides this that work has been adorned with friezes full of stucco work with many figures large and small and with devices and other ornaments of various kinds and under the niches and in the partitions of the vaulting have been made many and various designs in stucco and many beautiful inventions in carving all which things have enriched the work in such a manner that it has changed its form and has gained not a little in beauty and grace for whereas according to the first design the ceiling of the hall being twenty-one brachia above the floor the audience chamber did not rise higher than eighteen brachia so that between it and the old ceiling there was a space of only three brachia now after our design the ceiling of the hall has been raised so much that it has risen twelve brachia above the old ceiling and fifteen above the audience chamber of bacchio and giuliano so that the ceiling is now thirty-three brachia above the floor of the hall and it certainly showed great spirit in his excellency that he should resolve to cause to be finished in the space of five months for the above-named nuptials the whole of a work of which more than a third still remained to do although it had taken more than fifteen years to arrive at the condition in which it was at that time so eager was he to carry it to completion but it was not only bacchio's work that his excellency caused to be completely finished but also all the rest of what giorgio vasari had designed beginning again from the base that runs over the whole of that work with a border of balusters in the open spaces which forms a corridor that passes above the work in the hall and commands a view on the outer side of the piazza and on the inner side of the whole hall thus the princes and other lords will be able to see without being seen all the festivals that may be held there with much pleasure and convenience for themselves and then to retire to their apartments passing by the private and public staircases through all the rooms in the palace nevertheless to many it has caused dissatisfaction that in a work of such beauty and grandeur that structure was not made square 
and many would have liked to have it pulled down and then rebuilt true to square but it has been judged to be better to continue the work in that way in order not to appear presumptuous and malign towards bacchio and also because otherwise we would have seemed not to have the power to correct the errors and defects found by us but committed by others but returning to bacchio we must say that his abilities were always recognized during his lifetime yet will be recognized and regretted much more now that he is dead and even more would he have been acknowledged for what he was when alive and beloved if he had been so favored by nature as to be more amiable and more courteous because his being the contrary and very rough with his tongue robbed him of the good will of other persons obscured his talents and brought it about that his works were regarded with ill-will and a prejudiced eye and therefore could never please any one and although he served one nobleman after another and was enabled by his talent to serve them well nevertheless he rendered his services with such bad grace that there was no one who felt grateful to him for them moreover his always decrying and maligning the works of others brought it about that no one could endure him and whenever another was able to pay him back in his own coin it was returned to him with interest and before the magistrates he spoke all manner of evil without scruple about the other citizens and received from them as good as he gave he brought suits and went to law about everything with the greatest readiness living in one long succession of lawsuits and appearing to triumph in them but since his drawing to which it is evident that he gave his attention more than to any other thing was of such a kind and of such excellence that it atones for his every natural defect and makes him known as a rare master of our art we therefore not only count him among the greatest craftsmen but also have always paid respect to his works and have sought not to destroy but to finish them and do them honour for the reason that it appears to us that bacchia was in truth one of those who deserve honourable praise and everlasting fame we have deferred to the end the mention of his family name because it was not always the same but varied bacchio having himself called now di brandini and now di bandinelli in his early prints the name di brandini may be seen engraved after that of bacchio but afterwards he preferred the name di bandinelli which he retained to the end and still retains and he used to say that his ancestors were of the bandinelli of siena who once removed to guayol and from guayol to florence end of section eleven bacchio bandinelli sculptor of florence part six